Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Devious. This is episode number 53. So you haven't done any questing whatsoever. I did do a uh, Oblivion portal. Okay. Have you, you done one yet? Through? Yep, I did one all the way. I completed it. Uh, What'd you think? Really cool. I liked it a I lot. I thought it was cool. It was much more of a spectacle than I was yeah. expecting it to be. A lot. That, that final boss fight. It It's a lot going on, but I was confused by like when I got to the end of it. Like I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, maybe you've like looked in and dissected it, but it seemed like when you get to the final area, there's like multiple portals that like other players came through and they came from that direction. Um, because when I got to the portal, I was there like when it opened. So I was one of the first ones through. And so I kind of just went in the portal and there's mobs. And so I started clearing the mobs. And then when I cleared those mobs, I was like, oh, there's like, you go to portal to portal to portal. And you kind of hop into these different parts. Yeah. And then this group of players kind of caught up to me and then they kind of went with me. And then we were kind of clearing it at a pace together. And then, you know, there's like one portal that leads you through a building, which was kind of crazy. And then we got to the final area, and there was, like, 20 players already there. And I was like, how the heck did you all get here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the boss popped up, and they were already there. And then we all took down the boss. But I like, I don't even know how those players got there. Yeah, I wonder if, like, different portals lead to the same, like, final event or something like that's, that. That's the only thing I could think of is that maybe there's, like, different portals that popped up in the zone, and they took that portal. And so maybe yeah. their path to the center was different. And then yeah, they like all maybe that's lead. a center point. Yeah, and then you all meet at the... the I, if that is the way it is, that's a really cool idea. That's pretty neat. Um, I, I thought that final fight looked really cool. Yeah. It was like the, the stage and setting and everything. And really, in general, that's my overall impression uh, of this zone and everything. I feel like the set design and stuff is really impressive. And yeah. Like when I logged on on PTS, my first impression was like, and I even said it on the podcast, it was like, um, that's pretty plain looking, you know, pretty, pretty basic looking uh, zone. And I guess kind of the terrain, a lot of it does look that way. But when you look at like the cities and the the structures and, and stuff like that, um, they're, they're really well designed and really cool. And like the delves and public dungeons are super cool. Yeah. That team, that team, I don't know how they, you know, split their teams up but the team that's in charge of like mapping out and actually designing the zone and the artwork and and creating that that team is knocking it out of the park like we've said this the last couple of expansions but they just keep getting like finer details finer details finer details it just keeps getting a little bit better each time where it's like all these little subtle minor details you know part of that's the graphics are getting a little bit better obviously you know they they're probably incorporating you know newer technology new newer code and things like that but it just keeps it's it's they're doing a very good job of it getting a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better i think it's not just technology i think they're like um they're getting more clever like i i did this one public dungeon i wrote the name down because i wanted to be sure and mention it uh zenithar's abbey probably the coolest public dungeon in the game that i've done so far like um, you're you're already giving it that crown coolest yeah. in the game yeah, Holy it's cow. like, it's so cool. It's like this big, like, abbey, like a big mansion slash, like, community sort of place. Um, and it's all, like, um, forgotten by time, like, reclaimed by nature and that sort of thing. And 
it's just super cool. And there's all these like alternate paths and stuff and just neat little like secret places to explore and stuff. It's it's such a cool like really you really need to to check that out. Hey, Gr- it's cool Grizzly Khan has joined us. Grizzly Khan. Yeah, this is the first time we've actually had people in here uh, while we record our podcast. Pretty uh, it's awesome. A new thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You can't say anything. All right. Good deal. <laughs> it's all working. I appreciate the permissions. Working. Right. Good deal. So now I've got to get like mentally used to having an audience. It's like, pretty cool. I like this. This is fun. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Thank you all for, for hopping in here. This is pretty cool. Anyway, I guess we can we could podcast. Let's start uh, start casting. It's happening, people. Start the music. <laughs> That's uh, it right there. That's before editing. <laughs> anyway, uh, Blackwood, the the chapter, uh, it's live now. It went live just yesterday. Uh, that was Tuesday. This is Wednesday that we're recording this. So Blackwood's the name of the new zone. It's like sandwiched between... Sort of elsewhere and Cyrodiil and Merkmire, right? Yeah, I was kind of surprised that it touches everything. I didn't, I guess I didn't think, I didn't really look ahead, but I didn't realize it was going to touch that many zones from all sides. Yeah, there's a lot of touching. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, there's the there's episode your episode title. Tie, yep. Uh, I'll write that one down. A lot of touching. A lot of um, touching. Yeah, I saw someone make a forum post that they were they were praising the fact that you can travel on foot almost all the way around the continent of Tamriel now with this, with with a few exceptions, but you can go you can go a good ways. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, you cool. said you did some uh, a little bit of exploring around the zone. I did. I just kind of roamed around the zone. Uh, really liked the look of it. I think they knocked it out of the park. Uh, it looks very good. The detail, once again, next level. I really, really like that they keep getting kind of more fine with the details. Um, and yeah. the the town, the major city, what's it called again? Uh, Leowin. Leowin. Great looking city. I was, I was really impressed. And I saw a lot of people in zone chat saying the same thing. Like I saw some people straight up saying this is the best looking city in the game, which I was surprised to see because it's uh it's that imperial style it's like uh like a western european kind of aesthetic so it seems kind of basic but it is laid out in a really nice way like we we had mentioned to each other last night when we were playing that it really looks like a town that people would live in you know um it's just a a really convincing kind of space in that way yeah i think that was the biggest thing to me is and that was a comment that i made when i to you when we were first kind of looking through it is it it's one of the few cities in the game that you really get kind of a city uh, feel from. It, it seems big enough to actually have a city's worth of people where, you know, there's other really cool towns and things like that. But, you know, there's like five buildings. And so it's like, well, I don't know if, <laughs> if this could actually work with the city. But you really get the feel. There's a lot of like, you know, there's like a little staircase that goes up to a home over there. And, and, and it really kind of the way that they did the buildings and you're going down the streets, you kind of really feel like the buildings are kind of, uh, you know, real tall and kind of overshadowing over the top of you. I thought it was a really cool, really cool vibe in the city for sure. Um, lay one. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. city. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool city. We got to talk um, about how, how huge the zone is too, right? The, the zone, zone is ridiculously enormous. 
I, I had asked you, because you hopped on PTS. I didn't hop on PTS. I would asked you and said, you know, do you think it's as big as Morrowind? And you said, maybe close. I think I might be with you. I don't think it's quite as big as Morrowind, but Morrowind's kind of tricky because there's that giant mountain in the middle that you can't really go into that. So you kind of have a long ways around it. But yeah. square footage, this might be larger or it's at least as big, right? At least it feels that way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm sure someone out there like knows exactly the square footage and how it ranks with all the other zones and everything. It seems enormous. Uh, yeah, like a lot of the zones have big dead dead spots in them, like Grizzly's saying. Yeah. Um, but this one, I swear, every single time I'm going from like one waypoint to another, I always have a moment where I'm like, "Are we there yet?" And it's like, <laughs> "No, I'm like halfway there." I love it. I've gotten you know, I've, I love housing, and I've really gotten back into housing lately died full back in so as i'm roaming through i'm like oh that's a good looking tree oh look at this plant that's that's a nice plant right there so i'm all about this huge zone as i'm roaming around looking at stuff yeah they're they're really great at like placing those items and creating that uh environmental and story uh storytelling like they've they just keep getting better and better and better that kind of stuff um so i was going to ask if you made a companion yet but if you haven't done any quests yet i guess that that's probably a no. i have not done the companion. what if you end up doing a companion before me what if that happens um probably yeah, not may- but- i mean maybe because i <laughs> cool. mean i think i think you just unlock them through quests and i'm just doing quests you know i'm doing the main quest and then when i encounter a side quest i'll do it so i'll probably just unlock one just through the course of doing quests you know not uh i won't go out of my way for it I hope like three episodes from now, it just starts out with, and you're like, companions are my favorite part to ESO. Forget Battlegrounds. I'm companions. Guys. <laughs> totally won me over. I'm all, all, all my time these... is just spent with gearing out my companion and getting them, uh, their cosmetics all situated. That, that makes me think. I hope they, with them. I don't think they ever will, but I hope they have some sort of feature in the future where you can like duel your companions, like my companion versus your companion. Oh, man. <laughs> Only that, the companions Then I would get fight. into companions. I would 1,000% uh, get into how companions. How cool would that be? Like, you just send your companion after somebody else? That'd be pretty cool. That would be I, funny. Okay. I'm into companions now. <laughs> now you're That would in. be sweet. That's if all. If we could have companion duels, <laughs> and that could be fun. Oh, man. That'd be man, pretty that, cool. Man, that companion gear, I don't know if people are just kidding around in zone chat or if they're serious, but people are finding companion gear and selling them, or trying to sell them in zone chat for millions of gold. Yeah. Like a, like a green piece of armor and stuff. It's ridiculous. I thought that was a joke, too, but I have, I've been seeing that a bunch, too, and you saying that makes me think that maybe people are trying to be serious with that but it's always multiple millions of what they're trying to say as they're selling it's crazy yeah i, I think that'll probably yeah change quite a bit over time i think people surely, are just this is a new thing so surely nobody's actually paying those prices i saw i think i saw a blue resto staff maybe and somebody was trying to sell it for 8.1 million gold yeah it's like, That's no, silly. surely no, right? <laughs> I think we'll have to give it a couple of months at least before yeah. we really have an idea of what that, that kind of stuff is going to cost. But I can't imagine it's going to be that expensive. I mean, the, compan- the the power potential of the companion itself is not all that much, you know, so I can't imagine those single little pieces are going to be all that valuable. Yeah, that's going to have to balance out at some point for sure couple of quality of life things we got the new ability bar timers uh and the master writ quest assistance i haven't done the master writ quest assistance yet but the ability bar timers have been using those and 
They seem alright. They're not exactly the same as Action Duration Reminder, but close enough, I think. And just being able to uninstall an add-on, that's always a good thing. Love that. <laughs> um, because that impacts performance, and also related to performance, uh, all group sizes in the game, I think we mentioned this before, You can uh, group sizes are all limited to 12 players now in Cyrodiil and in PvE zones everywhere. Uh, not everyone's happy about that. I know like um, a lot of guild events and stuff that's going to be dis- disruptive for that. Uh, but they say in the patch notes that this absolutely has an effect on performance. That's 100% you know, the, the reason they're making this decision. So uh, it seems like it must be somewhat significant uh, or they wouldn't be doing it because otherwise, like, why just make players yeah. mad like that, you know? Yeah, anytime it's if they find a performance thing like that, at least from what it sounds like with what they're saying... Uh, I think it's good for, you know, good for everyone. I know that some people might be bummed out, but, you know, you still have guild chat and, you know, still have ways to, for large groups to communicate and things like that. So if it's, if it really is performance, you know, good, good for the game. That's good for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take the good for the, with the bad. Like I remember when, um, one Tamriel dropped, like there, there was a, there were a handful of negative things about the, that change to the one Tamriel situation, but overall it was, it was a better situation. Um, we get free respecs for oh, yeah. uh, a limited period of time. Davius is always excited about this. Our, I've already done a respec on Davius. Didn't really need it, but just did it. Just needed <laughs> just to look at exactly. all the skills. You know, <laughs> you were kind of teasing me about this, but I, I think the reason I do it is just because it's, I take it as an opportunity, especially when they're free. I take it as an opportunity to go back and look at all the morphs because i know you know with patch notes and changes and expansions sometimes there's just like a little change to a morph that you never really noticed and so i take these as i go back and pick all my skills i really am looking at both morphs and sometimes i'll end up changing a morph it's pretty rare but sometimes i'll end up picking another one uh than one i've used for a long long time and so i just if it's free i love going back and really comparing one morph over the other um yeah, I'll, I'll, I've probably got about 30 more respects on my characters coming where I'll go through and change them all up. It's so funny. Every time we have a free <laughs> respec, you're like, you're just always at those shrines. Just like, yeah, I'm just trying some other stuff. We'll see. I don't know. Go pay your uh, respects to Stoon. Is it the Stoon? It's the Stoon shrine, right? It's the respects. This, the shrine, uh, the Stoon shrine is the one that redoes your skill points and morphs. And then yep. uh, I think it's the Kine does your attribute points, maybe. Go pay your respects to Stoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, proc sets are re-enabled in Cyrodiil, much to the dismay of people who play in Cyrodiil. Uh, pretty much across the board. I'm, I'm just seeing people say, turn them back off, please. <laughs> Uh, it was such a, it seemed like such a happy time. I really, I honestly did not step foot in Cyrodiil at all during this whole, uh, no proc test for no reason other than I was just too busy with battlegrounds. Sure. Um, but, uh, everyone seemed to really enjoy it a lot. I wonder if uh, part of me wonders, and you, you read the forums a little bit more than I do, but part of me wonders if it was performance related, why they loved it, or if it was just straight, they just don't like procs <laughs> no i think it was combat balance is it was the reason why just brought balance back and part of me wonders what what with this new proc setup with cp part of me wonders uh if that's even part of what people are not liking proxists in there because i and i haven't really tested this and so this is just me purely guessing but with cp i feel like you could 
maybe, you know, throw one proc set on there and get pretty abusive with it with some pretty abusive numbers. Yeah, I could see that. Like, even just like a Vatishran back bar with like a 9,000 weapon damage build, you know, and just heavy attack someone's head off. Yeah, or like one that stands out to me is like um, Unfathomable Darkness. You know, that got nerfed with this proc setup. But other than that, it didn't, there was, you know, there was no real changes to it. So if you threw that on your back bar, it's a very easy back bar, back bar will set. And then you just spike your weapon damage through the roof to have something like, you know, that's a great set if it's dealing enough damage. So there's just stuff like that that makes me wonder, like, is that stuff getting a little crazy? Yeah, but in that case, though, I think that I'm okay with something like that. Like, I'm okay with one yeah, really strong proc set that's adding some flavor uh, or something to your build, uh, and it should be strong. Um, if it's just, like, one thing, I think, you know, you're probably going to be able to figure out how to counter that. The problem is when, you, when you're, you know, up against one of these proc stacking builds, it's like, in the moment, in the heat of the moment, maybe you can react to one of those procs encounter one or two of those procs but like three or four procs you know that are coming that are procking in different ways and hitting you from different directions and different things it's just you have no chance so, so you think even with- if there is one or two procs in a build that are super strong the the volatility of the battleground in general uh is is going to be way low i mean i've already done several bgs uh since the patches drop and i can already tell you that like just standing on the ground is a lot easier. Oh, than, BGs than feel great. Yeah, yeah, BGs feel great right now. I should do more Cyrodiil. I say that every time we mention it, but it's just like, why why do that when there's Battlegrounds? It's hard to justify. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying I like Battlegrounds more. But I, I, I do think with all of the Cyrodiil testing, if they do get Cyrodiil to a point where it's really up and running and it, they get it feeling really good... I could see us. I could see us going into Cyrodiil more. You know, kind of the same thing with Imperial City. You know, we had a lot of fun really diving down Imperial City, and so we we actually do Imperial City pretty regularly now. Uh, Battlegrounds yeah. is still number one, but I could see Cyrodiil getting to kind of that level if if they really all these tests do lead to some stuff. I think when it comes down to it, it's the horse simulator aspect that is the the oh, biggest turnoff. Yeah. Like Imperial City. You know, we've we've had nights in Imperial City where there's hardly any PvP happening whatsoever. But you know, we get into some boss fights, we do some PvE, we get some Telvar, we get some key fragments. Like we're engaged the whole time. Whereas in Cyrodiil, it's it's a lot of horse riding. It's a whole lot of horse riding. That's a great point. There needs to be if they had some additional aspect, like you know, the Telvar really sells Imperial City. Where if you're not if you can't find a whole lot of PvP, at least you have other stuff going on. Nothing's worse than when you're in Cyrodiil and you have to ride on your mount all the way to this next fort. You get there. By the time ganked. you get there, yeah, right you get again. ganked. You die right <laughs> at the door. And then you're just yeah. like, wow, that was, <laughs> that was five yep. minutes just wasted. Yeah, uh, and I feel like uh, Imperial City is, like any time that I would spend in Cyrodiil, I'm I'm almost certainly going to go to Imperial City instead. Well, you're rewarded for it, right? I mean, you just said it. I think that's a great point. That time that you're running around Imperial City going to look for a fight, you're getting Telvar, which, you know, that's a great, it's yeah, a great and thing key to fragments. farm. Yeah, key fragments are great. I was even really looking forward to this no proc test. Uh, you know, I was like getting excited about it going into it and then... Just never even went at <laughs> all. Went and it was a long <laughs> test, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it lasted an entire patch. <laughs> um, so proc sets are re-enabled in Cyrodiil. 
And uh, at the same time, proc sets, of course, have been reworked. We've already talked about this extensively, so we don't have to rehash it all again. But just uh, just a quick recap. Damage dealing proc sets will scale with your weapon and spell damage. Healing proc sets will scale with your uh, maximum stamina and magicka. And then tanking proc sets, depending on which set, will uh, scale with your maximum health or resistance. Uh, and then they targeted some specific problem sets and nerfed them in addition to to the scaling. So sets like Crimson Twilight, the Maelstrom Two-Hander, uh, Unleashed Terror, uh, to name a few. Love it. <laughs> yeah, and the result has been, like we were just saying, like we, I've done a bunch of Battlegrounds, and I do see some procs here and there, but honestly, the ones that I see, I think it's mostly just people haven't updated their builds yet. You know, what it kinda, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of way back when uh, Elsewhere, when we were at the time Elsewhere, and New Moon Acolyte was like every single person in PvP was like, well, it's New Moon Acolyte and something else. And it was just kind of like... Fun. Yeah. yeah, and it, me and you are like, Ugh, we're not... We, we, I don't think we ever used it on a bill because we were just like, I'm so sick of hearing about New Moon Acolyte. And then it finally got nerfed. That's what this kind of reminds me with the, Chris, the Crimson, the Unleashed Chair, those kind of builds. It's like everybody was using it and it, it, I'm excited to see it nerfed so that we can see some change and different stuff and, and battlegrounds. Yeah. And I've encountered uh, a few people like I've, I've seen a crimson build and like, it seems like they were getting a little something out of crimson. Like it wasn't like totally useless on them. Like it saved them a couple of times, but they weren't like unkillable. They did die. Yep. Uh, I've seen some gap closer spamming builds that, uh, you know, they they seem to have about uh, average type of performance compared to everyone else, so that's good. You know, they weren't they're not terrible, they're not bad, uh, but they're not just like absurdly overpowered from just pushing one button like they were. You know, it's kind of like we all predicted. At least so far, I've done probably maybe thirty battlegrounds since this patch patches dropped, uh, and that's that's just kind of what I see. Um, and I think yep. a lot of it just people haven't updated their builds yet, so they're just using them as they yeah. are. Like, let's just see how it is, uh, and it still performs pretty well. Yeah, I think the craziest one to me was we were in a battleground together and we saw a guy that had Grothdar and it kept going off. And I remember thinking like, oh man, this is Grothdar, this is hitting. And it was kind of like, wow, like it's not, I mean, it was still hitting and it was still doing stuff, but it it was not the Grothdar of old. <laughs> yeah. That, that circle around him was not, it wasn't quite as frightening. And it was, it was throwing me off because it's like, I was having like PTSD from fighting someone with Grothar procs and it was like all right i can actually fight through this a little bit yeah because like we said on past episodes like uh Grothar and most proc sets just aren't going to be hitting as hard uh, as they as they used to and because of that not uh not as many people will be wearing proc sets um so it kind of has this compounding effect right they're weaker uh, plus you're not seeing them as much either so it just yeah. that's what i mean when i'm saying like the volatility of the environment is, is so much lower um, it's just easier to, to exist. Like you can jump into the middle of a scuffle and, you know, survive a little bit and not have to worry about just this passive background damage <laughs> that's burning you down. Um, so yeah, Malakath was also nerfed. Like I just mentioned, it, uh, increases your, uh, damage done by 16% rather than 25%. Um, and now it does allow you to crit, but it subtracts 50% from your crit damage multiplier, right? And we had a whole... We had a whole discussion about that, but basically what that means is technically you do crit, but you're doing 0% bonus crit damage, right? So it's it's as if you don't crit. 
damage wise, but as far as mechanics go, like uh, sets that proc off of crit and stuff like that would still work uh, because technically it is a crit. Um, so it's nerfed, but in a way it kind of opens it up for a lot of other different kinds of builds too. So, you know, for like uh, mag sorts, for example, this is a, a a giant buff because this is isn't a an item they would they were likely to use at all before. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. It, I mean, it's still the best mythic item, right? At least from yeah. a, a from a from a PvP standpoint, it's still it's still probably the best one. If you're looking for one single item to to give you as much damage as possible there's not going to be any other one single item that's going to give you yeah uh 16 bonus damage and even without the the crit damage it's still you know i think they'll just the last episode we we talked all about it it's still gonna win over almost anything else you could put on your build for just one single item still great <laughs> um the pale order change, of course, uh, you uh, you lose four percent healing uh, per group member that you're with. So I think if you're with five or more people in your group, then it just this item just does not do anything at all. Um, so we already we already talked about it before. I know, and I just thought it was worth mentioning again that it went live that way. It's just like absolutely play so only play solo with this item. I just imagine there's an employee at Zoss that like. Came up with the idea for this item. He's like, guys, I just want one item for me. He like won some like work contest or something where he got to pick an item just for him. And after it launched, and people used it for a while, he just came into the meeting and was, what the hell, guys? People, <laughs> groups are using my ring. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. We'll make some changes. Listen, we'll make sure only you are using it. <laughs> I like uh, all just, these fictional developers you have created in your mind. Uh, I've, got, I've got the whole Zoss team in the back of my mind now at this point. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, Pale Order. Um, a bunch of miscellaneous combat and balance uh, adjustments. Um, I'm not going to go over them all. Most of them are pretty minor. Um, I don't think any of them are going to like change how you use the, those abilities or anything like that. Um the one that I was happiest to see is the Warden's uh, Arctic Wind and all of its morphs uh, reduce the base heal by 20% and the heal over time by 17%. Uh, the Zoss Extended Universe, Grizzly Khan says, yeah, yeah Davis, Davis is going to come up. We'll have a whole like deep lore about uh, the people who work at Zoss. Completely fictional. Like It won't be about the real, the actual people. No, but. not at all. I'll start coming up with names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all going to be nord themed you know out of just that's going to come out of the blue that's real surprising i know to everyone <laughs> weird yeah, it's so weird uh arctic wind that uh it was nerfed significantly by by 20 the the base heal um all these uh, health stacking uh builds that are so annoying arctic wind is a health base heal so the more health you have uh the stronger the heal is um, so that's an ability along with the proc stacking meta and everything else that just encouraged people to stack their health as high as possible and not really invest in offensive stats. So this is just another example of um, of balance being changed in such a way where you're not encouraged to do that anymore. Like if you want to stack health, you can do that, but it's it's not going to be nearly as effective as it used to be. 
There are a bunch of CP adjustments. Uh, they further reduce the number of stages for the passive stars. I think just about every passive star was touched, which I think is funny. I think, you know, the, the initial implementation of the CP rework was a pretty massive nerf compared to the previous CP system. And then every single update since then, they continue to just nerf it and nerf it and nerf it more and more and more. It's like, I think they really just don't want the CP system to exist at all. They would rather just scrap it and just not have it. I still think the day is coming where it blends in. No CP and CP are going to, those are on a collision course for some day in the future. That would be ideal if they can balance it yeah. well. Um they also added six new stars in the Warfare uh, constellation. Um, Enlivening Overflow, uh, From the Brink, Hope Infusion. Uh, so those are like new stars. And then they've uh, brought back uh, Master at Arms and Weapons Expert. Uh, oh, and then there's Salve of Renewal is another one of the new ones. I still need to really spend some time and dive into cp and really get more strategic with it i've kind of rushed it a little bit on most of my characters just to kind of fill it out for me i mean obviously we spend so much time in battlegrounds no cp but i i do like this because for the first time since they've done this laudable with these i've it's the first time that i've really struggled filling in my slot like the, the, the slots is that i've actually been like oh like i'm actually having a tough decision between these two or these three of which one that i want to slot I've kind of found the the setup that I like for the most part, and it may not actually be the most optimal. You know, there might be technically something that gives me more damage or whatever, but I just kind of like, okay, give me the one that gives me more magicka, the one that gives me more <laughs> damage, the one that gives me more crit, you know, just kind of the basic bare bones ones are the ones that I kind of go for, and it seems you fine. Love, you love you some stats. Yeah. Uh, I wish they would give us a free CP week, like just a free week of resetting this a whole bunch i i would really benefit from that kind of tinkering with this that would to be see, nice see how far my my points could go and everything like that so yeah cp adjustments and yeah that's the, the that's it that's the patch it's live now and we're that's everything about it. just it's all summed all up all the details now you know all the stuff about i mean blackwood it's doing the episode right after the live patch is always hard because we just spent weeks talking all about PTS, just every little detail and talked all about it. So I don't want to just like repeat ourselves and say all the same stuff again. Yeah. Um, and it just dropped yesterday. So I haven't had a huge chance to really dig into stuff, but I can say that the zone seems cool. So far, the quests are really interesting. The voice acting is really good. Uh, I'm really impressed with all the set design stuff. Like anytime I'm, especially like inside of buildings and, and structures and places like that where, where like creatures and people dwell. Um, amazing environmental storytelling. Uh, um, I continue to be impressed with that stuff. Uh, that one public dungeon, what was it called? Uh, Zenithar's Abbey. Seriously, got to check that out. It, it's yeah. the the quest itself. It, that you know the quest that you follow to get through the dungeon is really cool. Uh, and it just looks cool. It's awesome to explore. Uh, I was really impressed with that. Yeah, I'm going to check that out soon. You've, you've sold me. And like we were saying before, um, Battlegrounds, this patch, so far, I mean, for the past 24 hours, really do feel amazing. And other people, like in, in the Battlegrounds guild that we're in, people are kind of of a consensus that, yeah, procs do feel less oppressive. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of like direct burst damage is the way to go again. And a lot of people 
are kind of touting their no proc builds. Like I see a lot of players like linking their builds in chat, like, yep, here's my no proc build and, and stuff. <laughs> um, so you can tell people are, are excited about this uh, this new meta and, and happy that that things are going in the direction that they're going, at least in the, in the PvP world. In the PvE world, I think this proc uh, change is maybe less impactful for PvE players, just as far as procs have never been the most effective way to do a lot of damage in PVE. And I think that's just yeah. kind of still the case really. It's still just a lot, a lot of crit is probably going to be still what you want um, to do good damage in PVE. Yeah. I, I mean, going back to, going back to battlegrounds, it's really in, you know, like you said, we've really only done battlegrounds for the past 24 hours, but it seems silly to say, but it, there's just, there's more fighting happening instead of just passive deaths where people yeah. are just passively dying. You're, you're seeing more fighting happening in battlegrounds. You're actually able to actually have uh, fights with other players, and it, it it really is a lot of fun. It makes a big difference. I'm seeing um, magsorks emerge even more than they were last patch. As like once again, <laughs> the the the, spe- the magsork is the spec that's just racking up all of the kills. And I think that that playing field has been leveled quite a bit the last couple of patches with the the proc stacking meta that we've been in. Magsorks kind of have been brought down several pegs uh, because of all this volatility in the environment, but now they're kind of back on top again, I think. They've come out of the shadows. They have. Oh, man, there's one... Won't mention his name, but he's in uh, Adastra, one of our uh, one of the guilds that we're in, and uh, man, he just shreds every single time. I've seen, I've seen him. I, I saw him in several battlegrounds earlier today, and a couple of times he was on my team, and I was just super thankful for that. Let's just say that. Much. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's funny. It's it's cool to see. There's sort of this this kind of new class, like a. Adastra is the name of the battlegrounds guild that we're in, and there's of course these incredible players that have been in the uh, guild for a long time, and they've been top players for a long time. But there's sort of this new class that has uh, joined up in the last several months, past yeah. year or so. That it's like, man, these fools have figured out a way to just take it to the next level, and they're yeah. showing us old folks how it's done. <laughs> It is pretty um, cool to see kind of like a new wave and you're like, oh, these are some new players. And then you see them back and it's like, oh my gosh, these guys are phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously phenomenal. Um, but um, I've been having fun. I've been I've been playing uh, with my Magicka Warden. Aunt Lola has been kind of the spec that I've been most focused on. Uh, and she's my healer, kind of my primary healer that I've been focused on uh, this patch, uh, for this patch. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Mowards. Mowards helped me uh, farm for some gossamer pieces in Cradle of Shadows, which I was <laughs> I was reluctant to to farm for, but he kind of he's the one that kind of poked and prodded me. Like I was logged <laughs> into the game, and he would whisper me like, "Hey, come on, man, I'm feeling lucky. Let's go do some Cradle of Shadows." Way to go, Mowards. We got we yeah. got the gossamer on there. Yeah, uh, thanks, Mowards. What's funny <laughs> is we did our very first run. Mowards got the resto staff. And if you remember, that was the thing that was making me the most reluctant. I was like, I I have to get the resto staff. And anytime you have to get a specific weapon, I just know it's going to be a pain to, to grind for that. Mowards got the resto staff on the first run. But I realize now that I, <laughs> I actually I actually don't need a resto staff. I don't, I don't need a weapon at all uh, because I had overlooked the fact that Gossamer only has a one second duration. 
but it procs from any heal. <laughs> if you heal, if you heal someone in any way whatsoever, then they get major evasion. But it only lasts for one second. Um, so really, using it as a one-bar set makes no sense at all, right? Those listeners that have, have listened for a while will understand. I, I don't know if I'm quite ready to laugh at the fact that you were grinding a, a resto staff <laughs> and got it run number one. I don't know. And then Maybe didn't even it's, need it. <laughs> and, then, and then you just discarded it that you didn't need it after your first. Uh, it's too soon for me. All right. The wound is not fully healed. I yet. still took it. Oh, sure. Sure. You'll, 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 know, you'll put it up on the wall. You'll hang that thing up. Sure. Why not? Yeah, maybe they'll <laughs> extend the duration at some point in the future or something. Um, but Gossamer is my my five piece set that's active on both bars, and as long as you have it active on both bars, you basically have a one hundred percent uptime on major evasion for uh, you and your group, as long as you're in combat. Um, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute. But uh, the build setup is uh, Gossamer. Five pieces, Curse Eater, and Curse Eater is just complete on the back bar with a Resto Staff. And then I have a Master Fire Staff on the front bar, and then two pieces, Mighty Chudan. And what's interesting is this, I think, I'm pretty sure this is my only character that I'm using a, a two-piece monster set on. That is pretty wild thing. And it's it's and it's chewed in. <laughs> yeah, and it's like kinda of doesn't even really count. Right? It's kind of like a pass it's like the most passive monster set. Yeah, like I hardly with since mythic items have been introduced and since uh, arena weapons are so much easier to get a hold of now too, yeah. I just I hardly use monster sets anymore, except for the one pieces. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, Gossamer. So I've known for a while, people have, have told me for a long time that Gossamer is one of the best PVP healing sets you can use. And, uh, and I looked at it and I, th I thought like, yeah, that's pretty cool, but I don't know. There's maybe other things I would rather use. And I think I was just kind of undervaluing, um, major evasion because I would read it and you think you're, you're reading it and you think, or I think 20% damage reduction from AOE attacks. But what about all the stuff that isn't AOE? It doesn't do anything for that. So I would rather have, some sort of defensive buff that that helps me with all kinds of attacks. It's always been kind of my way of thinking. That's why I never really prioritize having this buff in my builds. But when you really think about it, all the stuff that kills you is AoE, pretty much. Uh, and just off the top of my head, I made a little list here. Uh, and this, isn't, this is by no means a complete list. There's lots more stuff than this. This is just kind of what I could think of while I was putting this outline together. Um, but Dawnbreaker. The dual wield ultimate, the Destro staff ultimate, uh, the meteor ultimate, uh, the warden's northern storm, the dragon knight's uh, leap ultimate, uh, the necromancer's colossus and goliath ultimates, um, sub assault, blast bones, uh, the necromancer graveyard synergy, spin to win, uh, templars, basically their entire <laughs> the offensive toolkit, the whole class of templars. You take twenty percent damage, uh, less damage from them. Um, bomb blades taking you, you basically are not going to get bombed anymore if you have major evasion 20% reduced damage from their entire attack is nothing but AoE um, not to mention a, a number of proxies I mean just to name a few uh, Venomous Smite Ashen Grip Crimson Twilight Celestrix Selene's Vulcan Grothdar the Vatishrine Two-Hander Savaris Scales Azure Blight Reaper I mean the list just goes on yeah. and on and on um 20% less damage from all that stuff, you know, and you look at your death recaps and, you know, maybe sometimes it's a mage's wrath or a executioner that, that was the thing that finished you off. But what came before that? It was probably yeah. an AOE attack of some kind. 
this this list is what really put it in perspective for me. Kind of just reading through your list and being like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's so many of those that are such hard hitting abilities that you really have to watch out for. And just 20% across the board, less damage from those. is It's huge. It's huge. It's massive. And it's really has been the thing that has made this character like I, this has always been a character that has really strong heals, but I, I always had to play her like very kitey, you know, and I would have to like really line of sight a lot, not take too much damage because she has strong heals, but she's she's pretty squishy at the same time. Uh, and she's always been a light armor build and she still is. Um, but with this major evasion active at all times, I seriously feel like I can just stand right in the middle of the fight and just tank it out and just keep those heals going. And for the most part, as long as I'm with a team that's applying a decent amount of pressure, it feels good. It feels fun. Like I can hang in there and I don't have to line of sight all that much, except for like if I'm getting really focused hard, you know, just, just in those moments. Um, so it's feeling really, really good. I'm really liking it. Uh, five pieces Gossamer. I would highly recommend just farm Cradle of Shadows on normal. Five body pieces. Don't need the weapons. Uh, uh, and Ma- <laughs> Mowards and uh, he brought a friend. I can't remember his friend's name, but man, they brought the DPS. I was tanking, and they made it a breeze to get through that thing. It was it was not a bad farm. Through it. There you go. Oh yeah. Um, the biggest weakness for this build is um, single target direct melee damage. So, for uh, for example, uh, Dizzy Swing Spammers and Stamina Nightblades. Those two things specifically really are the things that give me the most grief because um, it's single target, so the major evasion doesn't do anything, uh, and their melee. Uh, so, since as a warden, I use a Shimmering Shield, so any ranged attacks I'm basically just immune to. Um, but melee, it doesn't do anything for that. So those are kind of my, my biggest weaknesses. And if a if a good, strong, dizzy brawler or stamblade really gets a hold of me, they, they, they can chew me up if, I, if I'm not careful. Um, but for the most part, I feel like those are kind of easy to counter. Like a single target melee brawler has got to be the easiest thing to counter, I would say, in this game. So. Yeah, well, if, if you're the healer and you've got a, you know, you've got a good team, then really if someone's focusing you, you know, if there's a single target person that starts focusing you, you know, it's kind of the team's job to, to go and help the healer out at that point, you know, kind of try to go pull that single target person off of you. Yeah, well, and plus, like, um, like I have race against time, you know, like that's the thing. Like if a, if a dizzy spammer starts trying to focus me, even if they have a ton of damage, I can usually just spam race against time a few times and just like run in a circle and they can't target me, you know, and I just kind of do that until they get tired of it and leave me alone. <laughs> uh, it's pretty effective. Um, uh, Stamblades, I mean, I've, I've come across a few gankers though that like they can just nuke me out of stealth uh, in an instant. Yeah, the Stamblades are kind of coming out of the shadows a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. it's It seems to be a really good time for them. I think, um, again, these stat increases, kind of what we were talking about in the last episode, how Magicka builds have benefited so much from these stat increases. I think uh, Stamblades benefit a, a bit from that too because they they use a lot of Magicka for Cloak and for uh, the Shade and different things like that. Um, so have, having an increased uh, magic pool that they don't have to invest in uh, helps them out quite a bit. Um, but I've really been enjoying this character, man. The heals are through the roof, like multiple yeah. millions. You know, anytime we're in a decent, like good, good match that lasts uh, the length of time, it's like over two million heals. 
I can say from the from the person being healed, there's been multiple moments where Lola has totally saved me. I've even called up and thank you for saving my life just right there. Uh, this mm-hmm. is yeah, this has been a great character to for even you know when me and you duo queue. Uh, this has been when you're playing with Lola, I'm, I know that I can go grab one of my damaged characters and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. Let's see. Yeah, um, we did do a few matches just last night with Lola and uh, your stamina ward in Bearclaw. Oh, Bearclaw uh, the Bear- Nord. You, you got to <laughs> fill us in on what's going on with this guy. I love this build. I love that you're having so much success with this silly build. <laughs> I, I mean, Bearclaw the Nord. I mean, uh, this is this is probably going to be, you know, I've played with a couple different characters since we've been, you know, since our last episode. But this is really the only one that I just... Really want to zone in to talk about. Uh, just a reminder of the build. It's uh, it's it's stamina warden, uh, five piece fury, uh, two piece Baylorg, two piece trainee on the jewelry, uh, and it's got a Vatishran bow on the front bar, and that's that point point blank snipe, and then a master bow on the back bar. Um, <laughs> here's here's the honest truth. This is just the honest truth about this character. This character for a while now, I I made him and and he has become more of a the, just a theme build than anything. This build was made as a complete joke. I'm not gonna lie, it was a complete joke that I was like, let's see if I can make this joke work. And <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out this might be my best performing character right now. I mean, you you I, I'd like to hear your opinion on it, but when we have played, you know, you've played with me with multiple characters. This might be my best performing character of all my characters right now. I'm, I mean, I don't know why you're saying might because I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure it's quite clearly your best performing <laughs> oh, character. Man, it's I just can't get. I mean, it was it. I seriously made it as as a joke. As you know, we this character's got his own theme, and it was like, all right, fully diving into the theme. Uh, he's the point blank snipe uh, build. Uh, he, <laughs> this dude. Hits hard. He, he hits so hard, man. It's just so surprising how hard he hits. I I did not realize how hard he could get hit. And the greatest part to the strategy, I mean, and this is part of the beauty to it. It's such a great strategy. Players are charging right up to me. They see me with a bow. They see me do snipe, and they're charging right up to me, which is exactly what I want. They're coming to me. Getting yeah, in it's perfect like, range. It's instinct. Like you hear that snipe sound and you turn your head. Where's it coming from? I'm going to focus <laughs> that player. Give me an easy kill really quick. Uh, and yeah, it just plays right into your trap. It's so great. And I, I feel like you can tell how much fun I'm having with him because of all the characters I play with right now, this is the one that I talk the most randomness as I'm playing him. I'm just just laughing as I'm playing oh, yeah. him. I'm thanking people as they're. As they're running up to be, oh, oh, we're both man. just giggling yeah. our butts off. I just, mean, it's just, just hilarious. Snipe them down. <laughs> yeah, can't miss this one. Uh, getting chained with this character, love it. It's the greatest yeah. thing. <laughs> love it when I get chained. It makes it so much easier for me. Well, it's um, it's funny that um, it's great that you're in heavy armor and that you're yep. a Nord. It's a, it's like it's a pretty darn tanky <laughs> character. He's pretty tanky. So it's like totally the opposite of what everyone's expecting from you being a, a snipe spamming kind of build. Like it's just you it always takes them by surprise and it's just so hilarious to watch. Oh man. The uh, the only thing that I really need to work with this character is the combo is 
The combo is kind of a lot. Uh, just quick run through the combo. It's the poison injection on the back bar with the master bow. So poison injection, light attack. I've got an infused master bow on the back bar. And then I swap to the front bar. Uh, and then I hit the swarm ability, sub assault, and then I just start sniping. So there's kind of the, the setup for it is a little bit. I'm still kind of working, trying, you know, trying to keep the buffs up and going through that. I need to get a little bit better at that. But man, it is, I just can't, I can't believe that it, it, it works. And it, I, <laughs> I keep waiting to just be like, all right, you know, it's just been a fluke, but I, I think it's been long enough now that it's, it's, no, it I just works. Legit. Yeah. It just <laughs> legit it's- works. I mean, it's getting kills and, and it's, and it's just it's gotten to the point now where I'm actually confident enough that I see people's health and I know I see when they're close to me and I'm like, yep, that's he's about two snipes away, just <laughs> two point blank snipes. That guy's gonna he's gonna be well, gone. See, and that's another part of the beauty of it is because it is snipe. Like even at range, that thing hits pretty hard and it has yeah. a really long range. So like yep. people will get close and then they'll realize what's happening and they'll try <laughs> to get out of there. But then you have you have range too, so you yep. can just keep attacking I them. I just it's, keep going after. You them. usually get that kill if they try to get away. It's yep. perfect. Or, it's so or I can send the bear after them. You know, it's it's all around maybe one of the best builds that I've that I've ever put together. Just consider all things considered. Yeah, I wonder how many like point blank snipe builds there are out there. <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start a group of us. We're gonna, we're gonna all just point blank. Oh snipe my gosh, group. <laughs> dude, that would be so fun. I would probably be more likely to do that than the wolf pack, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the point blank snipe group, oh, dude. Man. I might, I might, uh, I might uh, farm we for that do item. It. We gotta make it happen. Goons <laughs> that are out there listening, start getting your point point blank snipe builds put together. We should all put. We should all make uh, necromancers with that armor that pulls people in. Yeah, uh, and use that. <laughs> Just pulling everybody in. Oh man, that's great. Uh, so so great. great. Um, I've been waiting for this patch to drop to get my Magplar updated uh, because I've been wanting to get my hands on this Heartland Conqueror set. So he's been using uh, Innate Axiom and War Maiden. Uh, but now he's using Heartland Conqueror and War Maiden with a sharpened uh, lightning staff. Uh, Maelstrom Resto in the back bar, Ring of the Wild Hunt, and One Piece uh, Vulcan Scoria. Um, I did probably five or six BGs today uh, with this build. It feels great. Um, it feels very similar to the N8 setup. You know, It's hard to tell a big difference, but um, you know, it feels good. I would, I would recommend it. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that's the good thing, right? Is it Innate or Heartland? Both feel great. Both are craftable sets. Um, yeah. But it, I, I was uh, I was intrigued by how close the two were. Uh, I, I didn't expect it to be that close. Um, and then, of course, uh, I updated Betsy for this patch as well. So get ready, guys. Here's the Betsy Ooh, update. Oh, boy. <laughs> Massive changes. Uh, I adjusted her attribute points. <laughs> uh, so she now has 29k health and 25.5k stamina. That's the update. That's massive Betsy changes right there. <laughs> Things were changed. <laughs> she was sitting at like 27 and 27, which is pretty low. Uh, 30k health, is that's kind of the ballpark you want to be in right now. So 29k, I think, is fine. This is... Uh, I I have accepted the fact that this is a very squishy build. 29k, I think, is pretty good. Uh, 25.5k stamina is low by this patch's standards i would say but uh i think it works totally fine on this build she has insane amounts of damage and sustain and it's it's really no problem 
I always, I always love the moments you, so we, we did a, a couple of BGs where you hopped on old Betsy last night and I always love the moments where you're working on other builds, which kind of, that's like the only time you get pulled away from old Betsy's when you have multiple other builds that you're kind of working and building, getting ready for a next patch. And so I, I feel like it had been a minute. So you, so you've been on old Betsy yeah, and I loved. It's like a minute into the battleground, you're like, "Ooh, Betsy's feeling good. She's uh, this yeah. character feels real good." <laughs> was, oh yeah, I could just you could just hear your love for this character now, and just it's just well, it's, it's just, like it's like the back of your hand. It's just it's so comfortable for you. you can just see it. Well, and this meta is really playing into her favor too. You know, she's always been very stat based, not using any procs, uh, just relying on on speed and skill and all of that stuff, and now everyone's kind of being forced to play on those same terms and it's like man this is i live here welcome welcome to my turf you know um, uh, so betsy, it's, it's really fun when you're behind when you're in the driver's seat with betsy it really is you you really have come to master this just you ain't very difficult to hit betsy she's there's so many times when you'll be in a fight i'll see betsy and you'll go off around the corner i'm like oh man i'm not gonna be able to keep up there and then i'll turn around you're right behind me i'm like oh what just <laughs> where did i <laughs> i feel like where did betsy go a, and uh, i feel like you've come to appreciate betsy on a new level since you kind of oh, made yes. your stamplar and very sort much of mimic so the play very style. much so very much so um it's fun i guess i i could remind people of the build it's uh five pieces bone pirate five pieces uh deadly strikes with uh two-handed great sword on the front bar master bow on the back bar ring of the wild hunt and i think it's one piece one piece blood spawn it was molog kenna but it's blood spawn now for a little more sustain uh she has seven thousand weapon damage when she's fully Oof. buffed and that's on her stat sheet that doesn't reflect the master bow and that doesn't reflect deadly strikes either um like her jabs uh tooltip is like 4500 like each jab hits for 4500 <laughs> the old betsy jab off <laughs> oh you know, it's a jab off you want huh <laughs> that's a uh, you know uh if anyone plays rocket league you know rule number one of rocket league if you uh if you smash face to face into another car and you get stuck uh, like in front of each other, the rule is you just have to both keep driving forward until <laughs> what? Until physics forces you to become unstuck. I kind of have the same rule. Uh, yeah, Rocket League Chicken, Dr. Right Professor Dr. Professor. I have the same rule with Betsy. If I if I come across another Templar and we start jabbing each other, okay, nothing but jabs until one of us is dead. No running away or anything. Just a good old uh, Betsy jab off. It's an old jab off. <laughs> Uh, best build there is. Prove me wrong. <laughs> old Betsy. Do you have uh, any other builds you wanted to talk about? Nope. I, I just old Bear Claw. Just uh, guys, point blank snipe. Everybody's everybody's sleeping on the on the Vatish Rambo. It's it's working, dude. It's we- so funny. I mean, I know I keep saying it, but like. <laughs> I'm like standing there right next to you and I'll see you like get right in someone's face. Like you're literally like touching their character and just like pulling that thing back and slamming them with it with a sub assault coming in behind it, of course. And I, you really do just see those health bars just vanish. I think my favorite commentary that you've given in a BG is that you, you had said, you go, I can just somehow see 
these players' faces. Yeah, like, why is this happening? <laughs> I see their reactions to what is happening to them right now. <laughs> yeah. They came into this fight so confident, and it, it, it turned so wrong for them. <laughs> oh, this this bow snipe build's got a bear. He can't even he can't even go invisible. He's, <laughs> this could be easy. Uh, so funny. Oh, I, love I love that it's actually like a really good, effective build. It's just oh, it's the it's best. Great. It's great. Bear Claw um, the Nord, my new main. <laughs> so, yeah, all in all, man, I'm just, I'm pumped about this patch. I'm pumped about the meta that we're in now. Um, I think it's going to take a little while for the meta to shake out. I don't I don't know if we're totally done with procs. Like we've said before, I think at first people are going to be getting rid of the procs. Anything that gets nerfed, it's just like, well, because it was nerfed, I'm not going to use it now. A lot of people just kind of have that reaction to things. Yeah. Uh, so... Two or three months from now, I think we're really going to see what what things look like. People are going to start kind of returning back to stuff that they thought wasn't good and uh, and putting it back on their builds and see what they what they can come up with. It's usually like the phase usually goes like two weeks. I think the first after the first two weeks, we have kind of the first phase of the new meta where everyone has like the new sets and the kind of the obvious new powerful builds um, are going to be around. Uh, then we get like maybe a couple of months into it and we get like phase two. Uh, and then it seems like right before the next patch drops, we have like a phase three of the meta at that point. <laughs> that's where things get real crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you kind of get the weird builds that no one really thought of at first. Like the, those DK heavy attack builds. It's the ones <laughs> I always thought of. Like it seemed like those were the people figured those out like maybe three weeks before they were yeah. nerfed out of existence more or less. And boy, were they terrifying. Yeah, they they did so much damage, but at the same time they were really squishy. That was the yeah, that was, was the way around balancing. Them. You just had to, like that's what you had to do. You just had to focus on really hard. That was that was the counter. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about PvP. <laughs> <laughs> Me like PvP. <laughs> Such a billboard statement there. <laughs> I like PvP. <laughs> um. Emails and shoutouts, no emails this week. Uh, no, Dr. Professor, I know you're listening, so, you know. <laughs> he said the bar for the kindness and great emails. He set the bar, Dr. Professor. I thought it was going to be like greatest a email thing. ever. <laughs> here's here's the, the weekly Dr. Professor email. Gather, <laughs> gather around, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> Everybody, shh, Dr. Professor, is, <laughs> he's got an email. Everybody quiet down. <laughs> okay. Doctor, just got an email from Dr. Professor, guys. <laughs> email on. just came in. <laughs> Breaking news. He says, he says, nice job, guys. Thank you, Dr. Uh, Professor. Once again, raising uh, the bar for emails. Once again, great uh, email. Just <laughs> the best. Top notch. <laughs> um, we do have some shout outs, though. Uh, we ha- we've had a couple of good nights since the last uh, podcast. So shout out to Grizzly Khan, Mowards, and Murph. Uh, we've all grouped up and did a couple of nights where we did a, a bunch of BGs. Super duper fun. Um, some really sweaty matches. Everybody handled themselves <laughs> really well. Yep. I was very impressed with, with everyone's performance, honestly. Uh, we had a really great time. Also, a special shout out to Caliban. Uh, we went up against a, a pre-made team uh, <laughs> that he was on. Got 
utterly destroyed <laughs> by their team. Uh, no surprise. Uh, and then he hopped in our Discord and uh, and gave us a GG, guys, which we knew was him just kind of giving us a like a yeah. an audio tea bag. So thanks, Caliban. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we call we called it the digital tea bag. No, yeah. seriously, uh, Caliban's awesome. I mean, he. He's the only person that will just completely annihilate you and then you're not even mad about it because it's just yeah. like you just respect the greatness and you're like, he's so kind about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, there's no toxicity. It's just like he just, he just he just killed me 14 times, but he was it was in the most kind way. He was so cool about it. <laughs> uh, almost every time if I'm if I'm in a matchup against Caliban, uh, uh, if, if he gets me good a couple of times, I'll almost always get an apology in guild chat yeah. afterwards. Uh, <laughs> he, he is always so thoughtful to apologize for the just annihilating that he's yeah. in the in the just the, not going to stop him from doing it, but uh, he'll apologize for it. <laughs> oh man! Um, again, uh, special shout out to Mowers for helping me get that uh, that Gossamer gear. Really appreciate that. I'm not sure I would have had the impetus to just get up and do it if you hadn't prodded me along. So uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, anything else, Davius? I uh, just you know just the overall summary of, of just you, you know really just a goon shout out there. Stoons Goons shout out. Oh yeah, uh, we have a guild called Stoons Goons. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stop you from the oh yeah to be. <laughs> we gotta knock uh, that far. Oh yeah, we have a guild called Stoons Goons, and um, we're, we're, you know, we're, it's uh, a work of progress. Work of progress with Kit. Really great uh, guild hall. Honestly, <laughs> I think probably the best feature of the guild is our incredible uh, guild hall, which uh, Davius Starjumper here, uh, <laughs> master decorator. Honestly, you really need to apply for a, a job with Zoss, like uh, setting scenes and stuff just, like that. Just man. Add, man, I could do it all day. <laughs> uh, I, I Seriously, I, I bet you could do it. Um Anyway, Stoons Goons. Uh, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> Emails. If you want, if you want to see us, an e- if you want to send us an email, <laughs> that whiskey's you, catching up you, with me. You you would wait and interrupt the Stoons Goons <laughs> shout out. The, the Stoons Goons message is what you would interrupt. Oh wait, wait, just scratch that part. We got to do it guys. in the right order. All right, there's a sequence. I didn't put it in the outline. Uh, if you want to send us an email you can email us at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com um and then we have a we have a guild called students kids (laughs) (laughs) oh geez Uh, so if you want to be a part of that guild uh you can let us know in that email or you can hit us up in game uh pcna i'm at sparrowhawk davis is at star jumper you really uh, have to let Ket know. You're really going to have to convince him on, you know, not that we, we accept all, <laughs> we accept all people. It's not, that's not the hard part. It's really convincing Ket that <laughs> you really are sure you want to join the guild. That's the part. So just be prepared for you gotta some really convincing. You got to really want it because otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise Ket's going to say, just stay, just stay in your current guild. Just, uh. <laughs> Well, I just don't want you to drop like if you're in five guilds, I don't want you to drop like a really active good guild to be in the students no. guild. That's all. Uh the Discord's really where it's at. So hit me up, scrollingpodcast at gmail.com, uh, and I'll send you a link to the Discord. That's where the real sweet action is. The sweet memes, all the good discussions, all that stuff. Uh I'll get you an uh, an invite there. If you want to be in the students goons in the game, hey, you can. You can do it. Technically it's possible. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, it is a real I, guild. It, it exists. I mean, it's the best named guild in the game. There you go. There you go. See, a kind, a kind thing for the guild. We got there a good go. name. We have a great guild hall. Uh, um, anyway, that's this episode of Scroll It Podcast. <laughs> I, I want to I give some final shout outs to, okay. to Dr. Professor and Grizzly Khan for joining us live. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, really awesome. They're kind of the first ones to test that out. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I liked it. Uh, shout out to both those guys. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, this is the thing. If you if you missed it a few episodes back, we announced that this is something we'll be doing from now on while we record. Uh, members of the Discord are invited to to listen in and, and participate in chat and kind of add to the discussion. Uh, and I think it might take uh, a few times for us to kind of get used to that uh, dynamic and stuff. We don't uh, know what we're doing. <laughs> just a new thing, you know, but uh, I've definitely enjoyed it this time. But I, I yeah, think it definitely adds awesome. an element and, uh, and, and it's cool. So, yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. Um, all right. I think that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next time.